This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to Edutech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both in Hope, Arkansas. It's good to be back in our home studios. I'm David Henderson. And I'm Jeff Madlock, and I disagree. (laughs) <laughs> it's 46 degrees outside cloudy and rainy david has a cold and i, I miss do. the warm sunny beautiful skies of savannah georgia okay touche on second thought we're going back to savannah savannah was gorgeous it was man it was awesome we had a we had a great time um for those of you that uh, hadn't followed along um we were in savannah for the aesa conference and we did live broadcasting for two of the, um, I guess technically we were there four days. Um, yeah. The first day we were there for a pre-conference, which was phenomenal. Um, all about uh, helping education service centers uh, become entrepreneurial and things to uh, think about and consider as uh, they roll out new programs and services and products. And then we broadcast live for two days. And then on Saturday, we did a, a quick, kind of like a TED Talk thing. They called it uh, ESA Talk. And uh, that was that was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really great. And uh, yeah, our last little TED Talk thing was a lot of fun. And we had a great trip. The interesting thing was we had to get up at the butt crack of dawn on Tuesday. <laughs> but uh, every flight we got on, we got our own row. So David and I they had our own two seat row to ourselves. Yeah, for all the flights. Out. Yeah, it was really nice. And then on the way back, uh, we actually got that on one flight. And yeah. the other flights were on. The seats were really nice. They were kind of spaced well, and we didn't have a bad flight. No. Uh, it was good. Yeah, the trip and hole. And if you've never been to Savannah, Georgia, what a wonderful city. Holy cow. The city's really nice. Yeah. And, uh, we'd never been there before. And, uh, and, and it's just, we went out after the show each evening and, and you know, walked around, found something to eat, uh, walked along. They have, 
don't, they don't call it the river walk, whatever they call their riverfront drive or something, something like, like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, man, that was so cool. And then of course, when you, when you get into Savannah and you're walking around those historic squares that they have and all the historical buildings and of course there's food and shops and stuff everywhere. It was, a, it was very cool. Savannah is a really neat place. Well, and it was a great place to have AESA and, and the conference itself was really, really good. Um, all the keynotes were spectacular. We had a lot of guests come by the, the booth and do interviews with us. Yeah. Uh, we got to meet all the big wigs and, uh, you know, talk to them and get their take on the, the conference and the importance of the, uh, of the organization and what's happening. Um, but yeah, let's, we'll, we'll jump out to that real quick. Okay, um, that's good. We, we were, we were lucky enough to get to not only, um, interview the current president, which was Jerry Mays. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we got to, uh, interview uh, the upcoming president, yeah. the president-elect for AESA, uh, Jeff West. And uh, Jeff is from uh, from uh, 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 Nebraska. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. He's from the, the western uh, largest area covered oh, ESA, yeah, yeah, yeah. 14,000 yeah. square miles. Yeah. That's a big area. <clears throat> yeah, it's the, uh, the panhandle. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, if you're looking at Nebraska, it's the little little part that sticks out on the well, on the left, on the <laughs> generally looked at him. Yeah. yeah, but he's going to be the incoming, uh, upcoming um, uh, president for ASA. Yeah. So we had a good sit down with him. Hey, just a quick interview. Uh, he can probably tell the story better than we can, and we had a nice little talk. So take a listen to uh, Jeff West, president elect of AESA 2017. I'm Jeff West, and I'm the president elect, and I'm from uh, ESU 13 in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, which is the entire panhandle of Nebraska, 11 mm-hmm. counties. And so we got to, uh, we, we found out, we know Ray Richards. Ray, Ray came on last year and was uh, one of our guests when we were in New Orleans. And uh, so we said, hey, we know who your boss is. And <laughs> can you do us a favor? <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, it's, it's really interesting. Um, this is my second AESA. Uh, David's comes up many. Many um, been, yeah. I work for a school district in David's in Phoebe Bailey's. Oh, yeah. Uh, Phoebe, yeah. So Phoebe's our, Phoebe's our boss. And, um, but I have to tell you, this is a wonderful organization. So what's it like knowing you're about to helm this, this massive, great family? Well, first of all, it's an honor and a privilege to be asked to, to serve in that position. But I think the best thing about AESA is I think you feel it when you come to the conferences and you're around the people that are here that it's really kind of a family, kind of a home. They're there to support you, they're there to help you. It's it's not, you know, kind of a stiff, cold organization. It's really a very welcoming, warm, family kind of atmosphere. I think you feel it when you go to sessions, when you come to the conference, I think people are helpful, they go out of their way to talk to you. So I, I think that's different from other organizations that I belong to. You know, and it's really interesting, we went to the regional breakfast this morning, and I'm always impressed that last year was, like I said, my first one, this organization is constantly striving to make it better for themselves and their sister school, their sister agencies around the United States and their schools and the students. And everything comes down to, what are we gonna to do to make it better for the students? Mm-hmm. And, and I noticed you're exactly right. It's like a family affair. It's like we all get together and go, okay, here's our problems, now how are we gonna fix them? Yeah, and, and I think you know we're willing to listen you can see that kind of in our redesign that we went through yes. as an organization, which is, I think it hadn't happened for 20 years, so it was time. And so part of that redesign is how do we do outreach? How do we make sure 
that we're strengthening our state networks, that we're strengthening regional networks, conversations, um, just like you saw at the regional breakfast. Right. And the kind of feedback we have, the kind of input we have, we were collecting all their suggestions and ideas. And so I think it's how do we make sure that the National Association still meets the needs of why we're here, which is our regional ESMs. And then eventually schools and kids. Right. But yeah, the focus really is about learning and student achievement. And then how do we help? Yeah. yeah. So talk to us about your specific ESA, some of the things you guys are doing, some of the things yeah. that um, you're really excited that your team is, is coming up with and, and the services you guys are offering. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, we're unique in Nebraska in that we're, we're required to do certain things, all 17 ESUs. But then there are different things that each of us do based on what the needs of our schools are. So in, in our area, for instance, we have an alternative ed school where school districts contract to send kids to our alternative school. We have an online virtual high school um, so that they can have access to, to classes anytime during the day if it doesn't fit into their schedule. Some of the more rural schools have one math teacher they can teach calculus at this time. If you can't take calculus or pre-algebra or algebra two or whatever when it's offered, then they can take those courses from us. Yeah. So we offer that. Um, we also just recently were awarded the Head Start grant, early Head Start grant for the entire Panhandle, which was a big change for us. That was not something that was on our radar, but there were some partners who came to us to say, Jeff, would you be willing to do this at ESU 13? Or really, is anybody else who we think can do it as well as you? Um, if you don't do it, somebody else is going to get the grant from another state that doesn't understand Nebraska. Right. Um, and so that was very different for us and unique, and a change that you won't see in any other ESU across the state. Uh, recently, having conversations about a day treatment center, uh, regional day treatment center, because we just have certain needs in the panhandle, but there aren't um, a lot of kids and a lot of problems, but they're just enough that you know, how do you make it efficient sure. when instead of having 100 kids that you can draw into a particular program and maybe have 15 to 20 spread out over thousands of kids. Right. Well, and I, and I would think that's... That is a very big and unique challenge. You know, um, it's very different to have a hundred students in a very populous area versus, like you said, ten or twelve. And and I think it was key that you brought up. You know, I don't know how most people envision Nebraska when they envision Nebraska, but you know, when you talk about it, and as Mr. Richards was talking about it earlier, and you talk about you know you're in the Panhandle, you're in the "Quote unquote little square of Nebraska." That little square is thousands of yeah. square miles. Fourteen thousand square miles. <laughs> yeah. it's you know, on your map, yes, it's yeah. this big, you know. But you know, so um, and 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 so I I, I think that's um, I mean it really has got to be a challenge when you've got a very small number of students spread over this yeah. large area, how do we reach all of those students so that they get the services they need? It really is about almost a kid for every square mile. So, you know, about 14,000 kids, 14,000 square miles. We have three offices. You can drive from one of my region to the other. It takes you about four and a half hours to drive without stopping. Um, our fleet of vehicles just keeps growing. We have, I don't know how, probably have 40 or 50 cars in our fleet. Yeah. I have to add three cars a year because that's how fast we're running them out of the well, other sure, end. Sure, sure. Because we'll put on hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles yeah. of cars every year. So we use technology a lot. Yes. Um, just to overcome that obstacle of time in the car. Because obviously, as you know, when you're contracting the schools, the ticker's running, 
And so schools aren't really all that wild about paying your people two hours in the car right. to get to them. Then they spend a couple hours with the kid and then you're paying two hours back home again. So they're paying for four hours to get six hours of service. Right. And so how can we use technology to better serve kids and our schools more efficiently with at a cheaper cost? Right, right. Well, which brings us to your distance learning. Yeah, it's huge for us. It's huge for you guys. Yeah. And, and I think it's really amazing how you're providing the needs for a plethora of students' needs. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got a lot, even yeah. with just, you know, with just 14,000 in that range, though, that's a lot of different needs that you're definitely feeling by the services that you're offering. Yeah, and, and our schools are very supportive of the use of technology. They actually came to us and said, we'd like you to utilize it more. Right. You yeah. know, for my advisory meetings with superintendents, we used to drive to Scotts Bluff, which is our central office, and they would drive from all over the Panhandle to that meeting. Well, can't we do distance learning and let's do it every other day? Mm -hmm. right. So. Because, and then they would say the same thing for professional development. Why is it that our folks have to drive to Scottsdale? Can't we use a bridge? Can't we use Zoom? Can't we use some of these other things? Right. Because our folks can't miss that much work to come to meetings at Scottsdale. Yeah, exactly. And so that we're just like, they came to us and said, we really need you to really push the envelope when it comes to technology. Yeah. yeah. And so Absolutely. now we do. Awesome. Well, that is awesome. Our opinion, uh, the insight that AES, AESA has to bring in a president elect with your insight to keep moving this organization forward is uh, what keeps this organization at the top of its game. Well, I always, like I say, I always learn more from them than they'll learn from me. It's, <laughs> it's a real honor for me to be around people who have such passion yeah. um, for what they do, and, and I learn a lot every time I'm with them. Hey, that was uh, Jeff West, the uh, president-elect of AESA for 2017. Uh, it was really great to sit down with him. And uh, next year, we should be with them in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. That'd be uh, that's awesome. where the uh, national conference will be held uh, for the 2017 year. Yes. And uh, San Antonio, Texas, the same same bat channel, same bat time, <laughs> that first weekend in uh, December. Yeah. And uh, next year, the focus and the theme is on uh, poverty and um, uh, equity. Yes. So it'll it'll be a really good conference. I don't think people realize how much influence educational service agencies have on public education and how much they're kind of the first level of defense um, for public education. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where, generally speaking, education service agencies kind of fly under the radar. So most folks, you know, haven't even heard of them or don't know what they are. And, um, but uh, they serve as the as sort of the go-between for whatever state and sometimes federal initiatives are coming down the line. Um, the uh, ESAs will serve as the uh, liaison and or the go-between, the filter if needs be, um, between those government agencies and the school districts themselves. And it, it's, a, it's a way for um, teachers to get their certification education. Uh, it's a way for paraprofessionals and other uh, non-certified staff to get the training they need. Um, I know we host a uh, food service um, uh, workshop uh, every month. Yep. And um, what's really cool is uh, more and more of those are, are actually shifting to an online model. So, um, you know, we can provide some of the information and some of the uh, um some of the background info and, and some of the tech support, but they can actually attend those right from their school. They don't have to come 
the education center uh, necessarily. So we still play a role, even though they're not directly, uh, they may not be directly using certain services. We still play a role in helping them get that uh, professional development that they need. Yeah. And, you know, most people don't know it, but um, if it wasn't for the service agencies, they pretty much uh, perfected a distance learning. They were the ones that actually helped bring it yeah. into most areas, especially here in Arkansas. Uh, distance learning started first here. Yeah. And um, that's how that's how they still provide the services is through the distance learning advantage that they have of providing that remotely. Um, what else is really interesting is that the the move that the service agencies are taking to become entrepreneurial and providing for themselves in the event that funding from federal and state starts to disappear. And I think we'll see more and more services provided for schools from educational services, service agencies, and their role will take on a whole new meaning and a whole new, um, uh, uh, I completely just lost the word I was looking for, but a whole new meaning and a, and a whole new purpose. That's what it was. <laughs> But yeah, um, AESA was great. Uh, we want to thank the uh, Ar the Arkansas the 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 Association of Educational Service Agencies for having us. Uh, we hope to be back next year. Uh, we want to thank uh, everybody for them letting us do that little quick fire TED Talk type fifteen minute deal, which is a lot of fun. Big shout out to Kevin Honeycutt and Brad Wade, who we got to go before, and uh, that was a hoot. And uh, those guys are always a lot of fun. That whole session was was really really great. But, uh, you know, uh, you're listening to EduTech, guys, and one of the cool things is, is that you can always be our guest. Do you share a passion for education and technology? Be our guest on an upcoming show. It's easy. Just reach out to us on Twitter, at EduTechGuys. We'd love to talk to you about education, technology, and what you're doing to help make a difference. That's at EduTechGuys on Twitter. Come be our guest. We'd love to Hey, remember, you can be our guest anytime you want to. Just follow us at www.twitter.com slash edutechguys or Facebook slash edutechguys. Heck, just go to Google, type in edutechguys, and you're going to find us. You can always go to our website, www.edutechguys.com. Drop down to the bottom of the page where you will find the contact form, and you can fill it out and get in touch with us and let us know if you'd like to be on the show. Exactly. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Love to have you. The other thing we'd love to do is uh, – grab some more sponsors. If you'd love to sponsor the EduTech guys, we are at conferences and workshops all over the United States. Yep. So you can sponsor us and get your word out about your service, your educational software, your educational uh, services that you provide. Sponsorship is a really great deal with us. Hey, are you looking for a fun way to market your brand? Head over to www.edutechguys.com and reach out to us about partnerships and sponsorships and ways to get your information out to our listeners. That's www.edutechguys.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our commercials. We'd like to throw those in there. <laughs> Uh, that last one, we do have the ta the tag of uh, on on our sheet that says uh, "Sponsor us for the love of God." So <laughs> no. we're always looking for more sponsorship, we which are, lets though, us yeah. take our uh, our message out there to some uh, other great places. Messages a lot like the Arkansas School Coding Championship. This week is the coding. Uh, week it's it's uh, computer science computer week. science week yeah and so we got a lot of schools around the nation doing all kinds of cool computer science stuff um anthony owen and his office in conjunction with the the governor asa hutchins office hutchinson's office uh put together this arkansas school coding championship 
a kind of an all region of school coding. If you ever went to Van, you remember going to all region. And if you made all region, then you got to go to all state. Well, guess what? They had it. It was the beginning of this week. And 16 teams will be invited to participate in the all state competition taking place this next spring. Yeah. Um, the, uh, let's see, how, how do I want to say this? Um, the governor uh, announced the other day um, the two winning teams from uh, each of the eight all-region coding competition events. Those events ap- actually took place last month in November uh, at eight regional locations around the state. Southwest Co-op was one of those locations. Um, and then, so they have all of these um, competitions at these eight sites, two teams from each site. So the 16 selected teams will receive an invitation to participate in the uh, first annual Governor's All-State Coding Competition, and that'll take place in central Arkansas in the spring. Each member of the first place team will get a $2,000 award that will be deposited into a college savings plan, and each member of the second place team will each get a $1,000 award deposited into a college savings plan with each member of the third place team <laughs> getting a $500 award uh, into a college savings plan plus the school that produces the competition's winning team also will get a technology award of up to $20,000. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. That's a lot of stuff. It's, it's a, a lot of money. Lot of stuff. That's a lot of incentive to get out there and learn coding. Hey, what the cool part is, um with the, sorry, I was reading something at the same time. <laughs> Jeff just learned he can't talk and read. David are fighting colds and uh, reading you know, issues. Joy. So here we go. Um, the following teams, that, these are the ones that have been selected. Uh, we're just going to read off the schools. We're not going to read off the actual team members. Yeah. But we'll read off the schools and the sponsoring a cooperative, educational cooperative in the state. Arch Ford's Education Service Cooperative had two winners, Conway High School and Conway High School. So they had two teams, each from uh, the Conway High School that just won up at Arch Ford. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Arkansas River Education Service Cooperative, their two teams were Hamburg High School and Star City High School. Dawson Education Service Cooperative had the Arkansas School for Mathematics, Sciences, and the Arts, and another team from the Arkansas School for Mathematics, Sciences, and the Arts. Both were sponsored by the same uh, teacher. Yeah. Wow, man. Uh, in the North Central Education Service Cooperative, Eureka Springs High School and Lead Hill High School. In the Northeast Education Service Cooperative, it was Manila High School and Paragould High School. Awesome, man. Uh, at the Northwest Education Service Cooperative, uh, and just to take a breather here for a moment, um, there are 13 education service centers yeah. <laughs> in the state. So it's, 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 a, it's a list. Um, anyway, at the Northwest Arkansas, oops, I'm sorry, at the Northwest Education Service Cooperative, Bentonville High School, and Springdale Harbor High School. That was it. Southwest Educational Service Cooperative. That's here. That's where That's we're here. sitting right now. Here. It was Arkansas High School in Texarkana and Nevada High School. Awesome. Uh, in Central Arkansas, hosted at Hall High School in Little Rock, <clears throat> Central High School in Little Rock, and North Little Rock High School each had 
winner. Yeah, that's that. So there's the teams that are going on to the state wow. competition, which is a pretty good deal. Governor Hutchinson and the ADE extended their congratulations to the advancing team members, their sponsors, and a school and schools. In addition, all eight hosting locations are, were commended for their work and the work of their staff in making the regional events successful and fun for students. Uh, Governor Hutchinson released the following statement. Quote, congratulations to the 16 teams advancing to the first annual Governor's All-State Coding Competition. Dozens of students from across Arkansas, Arkansas have demonstrated exceptional computer science and coding skills in the all-region all coding competition. And I look forward to seeing even more of the students' coding creativity and ingenuity as they compete in the upcoming all-state coding competition. That, that was a quote from Governor Hutchinson. Yeah, the date for the actual all-state coding competition has not been set yet, but the teams will get lucky and will uh, receive uh, an invitation with details by February the 28th. And then once we find that information, we'll put it out there so that if you want to go to the all-state coding competition, yeah, and that'd be cool. cheer on your team or you know all that good stuff, and yeah. it can happen. Got to give it to the governor's office. They set forth to do this, and Anthony Owen, they set forth to make this happen. I believe this was the brainchild of Anthony Owen, uh, this all-region uh, event, an all-state event. They set forth to do it, and by gosh, they did it. Yeah, it's very, and it very cool. Sounds like they had the funding in place to make it happen. Yep. Well, you know, the, the, it, it's great when you can find, and I have no idea who's backing it, but it's great when you can find backing, whether that is support from legislators or there is some corporate backing, whatever it is, it, it's awesome opportunity for the students. And what a great thing for the state uh, of Arkansas in general. I mean, that is awesome. You can also follow along. Uh, with uh, the hashtag A-R-K-I-D-S-C-A-N-C-O-D-E. That's A-R-Kids-Can-Code. Yeah. Hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, got to check it out. Hey, listen, we're going to jump out and take a quick break. Uh, we're going to listen to a little music. We played this, this group uh, right before Thanksgiving. Oh, and yeah. we're going to play them again. This is the group called The International. Oh. And this is their song. They're featuring Amy Stroop. And this is their song this year. has a little bit of holiday to it. Take a listen. We'll be right back with some more Edutech Guys Radio right after this. Shining 
the international with this year what a great song it's just a really pretty song hope you like it kind of get you ready in the mood for the holidays well and if uh you are an independent musician or you know one you hang out with one and uh, you'd like us to feature their music head over to edutechguys.com scroll to the bottom of the page there fill out that form let us know uh who you are or who they are and we'll reach out and handle the uh legalities behind the scenes and then uh, hopefully Get the music on the air. We'd love to feature some uh, more artists here on the show. Love to do it. And you know, if you wanted to catch another platform and you had some time to listen to us, hey, David, what would be another way they could listen to <laughs> Well, Jeff, another way they could listen to us. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you, uh, we've got a new thing that uh, we've been trying for a little while, and, and um, actually uh, the, uh, the good Doc Nate has been doing an amazing job helping us uh, get this launched and get content out there. But you can head over to youtube.com slash edutechguys and you can find some of our old shows. And one of the things that uh, the good doc is working on now is taking the interviews from the AESA conference that we just came from, breaking those up into their individual uh, segments and putting each one of those out as uh, a YouTube video that you can uh, listen to. I know that sounds a little weird. YouTube you can listen to, but that's really what it amounts yeah, to. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. actually use you use YouTube to listen to yeah. music and interviews and things like that. Well, that's what I you know, I mean, I I actually um I listen to YouTube in my car on the way home. Yeah. I put I you know, I'll put I'll bring up a video that I want to watch and you know, I'll just I'll let it play in the background while I'm driving down the road without watching it, which is sometimes a little hard, but you know. And yeah. you know, if you like watching us or want to see us, 
then I'm going to give you a, a really great place to see us. That'll be the Future of Education Technology Conference in January. That's January the 24th through the 27th next year, 2017, yep. right around the corner. Can you believe it? That's in Orlando, Florida. FETSI is right around the corner. One of the largest educational technology conferences that uh, in the world. And it's happening right there in beautiful Orlando at the Orlando uh, Convention Center. Yeah, the Orange, Orange County. Orange County Convention, yeah. the biggest one. That's one of the largest in the country. It's huge. It will be huge. <laughs> Small hands you have, David. <laughs> so uh, listen, <laughs> you know what time it is. It is well. This ought to be great with uh, Captain Cold yeah, over here. Captain Cold over here. The Google tip of the week. <laughs> it's time oh, for the that. Google <laughs> tip of the week. Hey, I'm going to let you. <laughs> one of David's good friends actually gave us to this, and uh, I'll drop it over. To yeah, David. man. Uh, major kudos to uh, Mark Aubrey, uh, who um, suggested this particular Google tip of the week, and this is. Coding with Santa, and the one he specifically suggested is the code boogie, and we will tweet that out um, to you here in a moment. Um, but uh, you can also go to Santa Tracker, all one word, SantaTracker.google.com, and they actually have um, something of an advent calendar um, where each day a new cool interactive activity is released. And so uh, they have code boogie, they have um, I tried one that had something to do with a penguin uh, skating down or sliding on his belly or something. I didn't do too I thought you were going to say a penguin, a priest, and a yeah, mule no. walk into a bar. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not, it's not that kind of site. Okay. <laughs> no, but so, yeah, so santatracker.google.com. Um, the one that Mark specifically shared with us, that uh, code boogie, um, there, there are two elves on the screen, and one of them uh, makes certain moves, and then... Um, whoever's there whether you know you or your student your child whoever uh drags the code into place and then you try to mimic what the other uh, elf did it's kind of like a modern day version of simon really. yeah um and then once you successfully do it then you can get into freestyle and you can make the elf dance Ooh, the way freestyle you want dancing. to it's freestyle so there it is that's the google tip of the week and it's right here for the holiday season we'll have another holiday season google tip of the week maybe next week or not just depends. <laughs> you know what? You'll know when we know. That's right. <laughs> we like to keep it. That actually comes to us from the home office in Sacramento. And uh, they, they ship it in. <laughs> That's right. They keep it under wraps. Five not, minutes before the show. Yeah, we, we don't know what it's going to be until five minutes before the show. So it's, it's snuck in. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my god! Cool. Hey, listen. Um, it's been a great show. I know it's a little shorter, but we've always been kind of going for a little shorter show to keep you interested and in finding out what's going. Hey, follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Edutech Guys. Edutech Guys. You can see uh, you can see what's going on with us and what we like to to talk about and what we like to follow. Also, stay in tune with us on the web at www.edutechguys.com. Some new stuff coming in the new year. A Patreon site and a, and a new member site that yeah. will be coming with yep. lots and lots of fodder for the followers. So you definitely want to keep us um, on your radar. Yep, lots of uh, behind-the-scenes content and exclusive content and um kind of, I guess, what's the word, maybe advanced notice content. You'll, you'll be aware of things that we're doing um, that uh, other folks won't be aware of at that same time. So you get exclusive access to some of the cool stuff we're doing. And, I, and I'm, and I'm going to say this, and Jeff probably wishes that I wouldn't, um, but the good doc said that all of day one 
for the AESA 2016 conference is up on YouTube, and uh, he is going to put them in a playlist, tweet it out tomorrow, so you'll be able to uh, hop over to the YouTube channel and uh, click the playlist. If you play it and you're not grooving or smiling, then he says you just don't have a soul. <laughs> 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 and, and, and to the to the uh, extent of the uh, advanced notice and exclusive content, uh, he makes a very good point. There's a good chance that if you sign up for that exclusive advanced notice content, you'll know what we're doing before we know what we're doing. I'm pretty much sure that's going to be the exact truth right there. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's, that's exactly what will happen. I think that's pretty much what we've been doing for like a year and a half. <laughs> hey, so don't forget to check the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash edutech guys day one of aesa is up on there so you can listen to it um as we get time we'll start to podcast those out individually uh it takes a lot of time to edit those down and cut them out especially when you've got all this other good stuff going on hey hope you're having a wonderful week uh christmas is right around the corner i hope you're in a great mood and you're having a wonderful life hey i'm jeff madlock i'm david henderson and you know what we'll catch you next time on edutech guys radio You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program to those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.